And we're on the live. Hello. There might have been a little bit of an issue, an error there. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Welcome everyone to the podcast. This podcast is an alpha, and today is a two-man podcast because it's a very hot day today, and unfortunately, uh, the heat took Ziff away from us on this uh, fateful eve. And um, he's melted. You know, Just... we can all we can all take a moment of silence for Ziff. Okay, yeah, that's enough. Um, okay, all right. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Tef. Welcome. It's just me and Hello, you. Hello. Hanging out. It's right, so two babes. We're the best ones anyway. It's true. But yeah. I'm uh, going to warn you straight up front before we go ahead. Sorry, but if I, if if there's any long periods of silence, it's because I'm admiring the chest hair. Oh, okay, it's very yeah. distracting. No, no worries. I, is this TOS or... <laughs> oh. It's hot, okay, you know? I'm going to like... Uh... Oh, the only thing that's hot. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, chat's gonna, chat's gonna get weird, that's all I'm saying. And uh, there is no corpse on the bed, let's not worry about it. Don't, I don't was worry. thinking that too, not gonna don't, lie. Don't worry about what's back there, that's uh, you know, f- for my own time. But yeah, uh, so, we, it's actually a bit of a dry news week, but oh, yeah. we are, it might be a shorter show tonight, but you know, we'll see how it goes, we're probably gonna ramble on it and uh, going on a lot longer enough. than we need to anyway so yeah should we talk about what we've been playing this week if you yeah, play but... any indifference yeah i have i have well i mean obviously we finished eco didn't we i don't know we if you want to talk about about eco anymore I, we kind of spoke about it at the end of the stream really but i don't know i mean i actually really enjoyed eco i'm all i can say about eco is it's one of those games where it, it all comes together in the end and it's like it's more about the artistic value of it than the gameplay. Though the gameplay was fun as well, like the platforming. Well, except yeah, the combat. Yeah. The combat, <laughs> the combat was, wasn't. Like, was, you know, it left a bit to be desired, but uh, mm. you know, the platform, the puzzles, all that was a. It was a lot of fun, even if uh, you know, Yoda was a bit of a pain sometimes. But you know, as well. Yeah, that's na- nature of uh, escort quests, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it, it was fun. I don't. It obviously wasn't anywhere near as polished as Shadow of the Colossus. Um, I didn't think it was... It didn't have, like, the makings of a classic in my mind, but it's still really fun, definitely. Um, and I enjoyed it enough to want to go and play more Ueda games. So uh, after we finished it, I was just looking up uh, getting The Last Guardian, and then I went and went and looked it up on the PSN store, and lo and behold, it was on sale. So I went and bought it, and I've played a bit of that. Um, not had too much time with it yet. I think I've probably only played like three or four hours. Um, but it's it's really really good, and it's got that. It's definitely got that like Ueda magic that Eco and Shadow of the Colossus have, and it's it's really cool because you can see that it's a combination of the two games that came before it. Like it's mixed, it's merged those those two ideas so well because. It, it's really so much like Eco in the sense that you're in a fort and you're trying to get out and you've got and a you companion character. Yeah. Yeah. You've got like a companion character who's coming with you as you're trying to escape. But the difference is this time your companion is basically a colossus. And yeah. you've got to try like and half the puzzles are just getting um getting Trico to where you are because he's just so huge and you've got to find a way to get him through or you you'll crawl through a tiny hole into a new room and then the first puzzle you've got is how do i get trico in here now yeah so it's That's really cool I about it. when i saw when i saw gameplay i was like this is they've just taken eco and shadow classes and been like eh, 
<laughs> stuck them together. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, that's that's pretty much exactly what it is. But but it works, and it, yeah. it's it is really really fun. And um, I I I don't really have any criticisms of it. Like uh, there were certain criticisms I expected to have because I've seen so many people complain about a lot certain of people things. Complain about but... Trico. Yeah, like that. It, when you look at like discussions online, you always see two camps. So people where there's, there's always people saying, um, you know, you, you can't control Trico and Trico does whatever it wants and it's a nightmare. Sometimes it takes way longer to finish a puzzle because Trico won't do what you want him to do. And that's not fun. That's just irritating. And then there's the other camp that say, uh, but that's the way it's meant to be. Trico's an animal with its own free will and it'll mess around because animals do that. Yeah. But I, I'm not in either camp. Because I just didn't, I, so far at least, I've not had any problems controlling Trico. Maybe it gets harder as the game goes on. I'm not sure, but I've, I, it's been absolutely fine for me. Like he does what, what you want him to do 90% of the time. I think some people might just be struggling with picking up on certain visual cues. Like there's, there's certain things like Trico will always sit down when he, he wants you to get on his back. If he's waiting for you to get on his back so that he can then do the next part of the puzzle, he kind of sits down because that makes it easier for you to climb okay. up his back. Yeah. Um, and maybe like people haven't picked up on that cue. I don't know. Um, but it had to, yeah, I've not had any problems controlling him. Um, then the only time he's never, he's not listened to me is, um, when it's been like part of the puzzle, part of the gameplay, because there's one, there's one funny like puzzle for, um, fairly early on where there's like a giant pot that looks, it just looks like someone's like cooking a potion in it, and all purple smoke coming out of it, and Trico is like massively distracted by it and sticking his head through a doorway trying to get to it, and you've got a puzzle where you've got to find a way to close the lid on the giant cauldron, um, so Trico stops being distracted by it so that he'll then do what you need to do to actually get out of that area. But, yeah, it sounds like a lot yeah. of this is just integrated into the game, and maybe it's not like maybe it's just people weren't like paying attention or you know being a bit dumb. Because mm. I think it's very yeah. easy to do in those games. Like we had, we had some moments in Eco where we were like, "What, what are we doing? Why is what's going on?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that, that's it. But and every now and then there are little moments where he'll go off and do his own thing. But I think I don't think people are really understanding how in a way the game's meant to work when they're getting angry at that because i can think of one situation where he comes out into this like forested area and trico wanders right off to the cliff edge and stares out of the cliff edge for like probably like two two minutes or so before he then wanders back into the forest and goes to the next spot to move on into the next area because you need to climb on his back and get him to jump over a wall to get out of that area but he just he won't do it straight away he will go and like sit on this cliff side for a bit but i think this kind of ties into my topic later as well. Um, I, I, I think he's meant to do that so that you will go onto, stand next to out onto the edge and stand next to him and just yeah. take in the moment because that's like that's a big part of the way the game is anyway. If it you're just there like for the gameplay, you're missing most of the game if you're just doing the the what's like you know the obvious gameplay mechanics. You're missing yeah. the whole point of the way the game. So uh, I think when he is doing that, it's He's, it's it's more probably programmed in. I don't think it's as emergent as people think it is. I don't think his AI is actually that clever. I think it's st- scripted in to force you to stop and take in the the scene. Yeah, I mean it makes a, that makes a lot of sense because I mean that's that, the away the games are like they've got this story, this like journey that you go through, and there's like there's moment there are moments like that where you're like, whoa, look at the view, because we did that yeah. a few times in Eco as well. We're like, look at that view, look at that vista. <laughs> yeah. 
that's it. Or like even um, another the other. It's it's often that with with the games, or just stopping to look at uh, like a weird idol or some strange contraption and be like, what is this for? Yeah. <laughs> or like trying to, you know, because it's it's always some ancient weird civilization, isn't it? And you're always trying to figure out what the purpose of all these obscure artifacts are. Yeah, so, I, maybe that's because we we were already like invested in Oeda's games in a way because we we went in with the like. How how does this connect to Shadow of the Colossus? Where what, mm. what does this do? Because we we've got an idea that everything in this world works in a certain way. We're like, why why is the like this industrial stuff in this like fantasy castle and all this? So yeah, we had, yeah. We had a lot of that going, in. I feel like maybe 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 if someone just randomly picked up the game and went in and was had no expectations, maybe that's the sort of thing they came to. Because I think a lot of people got very hyped up for the Last Guardian, not knowing what it was, because everyone yeah. was talking about it. So everyone's like, well, I gotta pick this up. Mm. So that wouldn't surprise me. It would make sense. I guess you get a lot of that classic issue that walking simulators have where there's so many people who want a game to be a kind of arcade, more typical old school arcade style affair where there's strict game mechanics and it's about those game mechanics and it's not so much about the other artsier parts of gaming and a lot of people that stuff just kind of goes over their heads because that's not what they're in gaming for which is like fair enough isn't it but if, if you go into a game and, and you're expecting a, a proper game and you get something that's more narrative or more artsy then i get really does throw people sometimes yeah i uh, i'd really like to get into to like artsy games more and stuff because it's an interesting topic and um I don't personally enjoy a lot of walking simulators, but I think if it's done really well, then it can be a lot more enjoyable. Like, I think straight-up walking simulators I can't do, but if it's like a platformer or something, or something more like an Oida game, it's a lot more enjoyable, because, like, through the gameplay as well, they tell the story, mm. which is very well done. Like, in Shadow of the Colossus, whenever you're, like, stabbing the Colossus, and then when, when you actually kill the Colossus, you, you feel bad about it. It makes you feel bad. Yeah, yeah, everything in there, and it all sorts of yeah. just adds up to the experience. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think the best like walking simulators take advantage of the fact that their games and yeah. use the gameplay as part of the story telling mechanics. Because otherwise, it is like sometimes they are just kind of they they're just books in the form of a game, you know. Which why not just make it a book? But yeah, mm. you're right. They definitely are better. Like her story is a is a great way to tell a story by taking advantage of um like the unique aspects of gaming yeah so i never actually played her story but that was a uh that was the one like the house right you went back home or something you were like play a girl that's gone home is that, that you're home? thinking of which that's one's gone home. oh no 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 you're, you're talking yeah. about the one where it's like a bunch of tapes or something you go through yeah yeah that's the interview one. tapes yeah yeah okay yeah so everyone gets their own um everyone gets their own like experience with that game because um there's there's not any kind of logic to the the way you'll discover the tapes like you know usually with games like that um it'll make you feel like you're uncovering it all organically but really it's kind of scripted or you can only find certain tapes in certain orders to make sure you still get the story in the way the writers wanted you to that's not a thing in her story you can find the different tapes in any order at all depending on whatever keywords you decide to search into the system yeah um 
so everyone gets a completely different um, experience of piecing together that story. But it's such a good idea to have a story like that where you've got to piece it together yourself because it feels so interactive. When I played her story, I actually sat there with a full notepad and I had pages and pages of notes putting together the story. And I think I figured it all out after about maybe three three quarters of all the tapes but you know some some people it, it's it's a it's a funny part of funny like byproduct of the way it's done some people have it all figured out after watching like 10 to 20 videos and some people it takes them all the videos before yeah. they figure out what's going on so i think games like that are really cool because especially if you're like sitting down and doing it with a friend or something you can also like fairy craft as you go and you get ideas of where the story's going and then you can see that like play out I think that's it is a really cool way of doing things. There was another game that did something very similar, the name of which escapes me. But uh, <laughs> I've I've seen stuff like that before, and it's really cool. There's um, I'm also thinking there's like another series of games. I f- I don't know who it's by, but they're all like FMV games. They're done in like an FMV style, and they're actually really enjoyable in the way they're done. I think one's called like Contradiction. Um. It's okay. it's set in like it's set in like a small English village or something, and there's cult stuff going on. So it's interesting. You go to like the pub, you visit like the pub and stuff, and you're like a detective. Oh no! I was gonna say everybody goes to the Rapture, but that's you know. No, 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 that yeah, that's a uh, that's a pure walking simulator. I don't think that was very yeah. good, was it? No, I didn't enjoy that at all. Some people really like that, and I t- I tend to like all walking simulators, but I didn't really. Enjoy everybody goes to the rapture at all yeah i think uh everybody goes to the raptor and rapture and uh dear esther they were like someone well dear esther was like one of the first wasn't it that came out the first yeah. like big vi- yeah, yeah. visual novel everyone well, think... about. oh not visual novel sorry walking mm. simulator like... sorry we're having some i think it pretty much invented in. the genre didn't it yeah yeah we are cutting out a bit we'll just give it a i'm just like looking at it and giving it a second hopefully that recovers Hold on, what can I do? Uh, oh, it's a poor dip. Oof. Dead air, dead air. <laughs> Sherbet, Sherbet dip. I don't know, I'm just enjoying watching you struggle and sweat. It's great. <laughs> I mean, I'm just, You know, if I'm not wetting already from the heat, I've got this on top, which doesn't help. But hey, I think we're okay now. <laughs> yeah, you sound good now. Fingers crossed. But yeah, um... But there was a few games in that series that I was talking about. There was, like, Contradiction... They didn't have one recently. Uh, oh, there was the... Oh, there was, like... I think they did a Dr. Decker. I don't know if you had that one. There was also... The Shapeshifting Detective. And then I think there was all... And then recently there was, like, Poem and Row. There's a recent uh, one that did. They're I've all never very interesting. Yeah, they're very interesting. Um, yeah, they look cool. They definitely look cool. I might have to take a look into them. I think I'd probably like something like that. Looks yeah, just a, just exactly exactly the kind of weird game that I'd love. Probably they they are kind of weird, and I think they're uh, they're kind of just enjoyable to sort of play along. And you know, you can I feel like with a friend if you just sat down together and went through those, it's just an enjoyable experience. Oh F, is the stream mm-hmm. died again? Yeah, you did. Oh. Again, mate. Still dips. We were like fine Shepard when we started. Dips. I don't know why it's doing this now. Thank you for the host, chemist. <laughs> um, <laughs> having a bit of a struggle, but that's fine. Uh, I guess is there anything else you've been playing this week then? Uh, 
uh, Yakuza. <laughs> I've been playing Yakuza. Yakuza. I still need to play. I need. I need to get back into it because I. I loved Zero when I played it, and I. Uh, yeah. I played a lot of hours of Zero. Played like I think <laughs> I had like. I played a bunch off stream as well, mostly doing like the cabaret mini game because I was like, I was into that. I was like, yeah, let's do this. We're gonna have the best club. Oh, you'll love the other ones then because that cabaret club is in a lot of them because it was so, so many people loved it in Zero that it's been in pretty much every game since. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I don't think I've um, actually talked about my Yakuza, like, Odyssey on, uh, on stream. I think I've only told you, like, off stream, haven't I? Yeah. Um, so, so just so everyone's on a level here, I've I've been playing through all the Yakuza games ever since I finished Zero, and I went and checked my trophy history to find out how long this has been going on for, and I finished Zero in September. So I've probably been doing this since about June last yearish. I, I put a okay. lot of time into Zero more than the other games. Um, Zero's quite long though, isn't it? In comparison, to yeah. That. It is. It's a long one, definitely. Um, they differ. In, they differ wildly in length. Actually, like the f- uh, the first game is really quite short compared to Zero. I was amazed by how quickly I got through it. I think I finished uh, Yakuza Kiwami One in like fifteen or twenty hours. Um, what completion was that with, though? Like, did you do a lot of the side stuff in that? Um, yeah, it was kind of middle, and um, I didn't do all the side stuff. I've been trying to. I've not been doing like the business mini games because they tend they usually take longer than the actual campaign to do. Like um yeah. the cabaret club mini games and uh, that sort of thing. They they're usually bigger than the main story. So I've not been doing them, but I've been trying to do all the side stories as I've been mm. going. Um I didn't do all the Majima stuff in you in Kiwami One. You didn't so do all the Majima stuff? Not all, I did most of How it, but you? not all of it. I'll be coming back to that one though. I'll be coming back and finishing <laughs> that one. Because um, I just wanted to get through like the main story for the most part and like and do all the all the, all the sub stories and just get the bizarre, you know, sub story stuff, which um, zero, one, and two were the best for that, definitely. I think, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of the fun of Yakuza, just the weirdness, definitely. Like, um, I don't know, I'm trying to compare it to this. You can't really compare it to anything, no, you can't. I think the closest thing you can compare it to is probably Shenmue, but it's got Shenmue, a yeah. sense of humor that Shenmue definitely doesn't have, and you know. That's only comparing the the campaign. The campaign is like Shenmue, but yeah. that's a tiny part of of Yakuza, isn't it? Really, because you get all that mini game stuff and all the side stuff that you can do. The bizarre side mini games. Um, I was gonna say like maybe like Eastern Saintro in that, but I don't even think that's like close. Because it's a little... yeah, to an extent though. Yeah, I see what yeah. you mean. Because Saintro's got weird mini games as well. Yeah, it's um yeah, it's such a weird series, and um, I've that's been, why we I've been it. playing. Through- <laughs> I've, I've, so I've just finished the remastered collection which isn't on PC it's just on PS4 for now but I imagine it'll come to PC at some point that's uh, Yakuza 3, 4 and 5 um, they were coming out um, as you know, as they remastered each one it was being released gradually like what they're doing with, with uh, Halo Master Chief collection on PC it was the same mm. deal so I was playing them as they were being released um, and 3, 4 and 5 they're older because you know they, they haven't been remastered like 1 and 2 so they're like early PS3 games um, and they're not quite as good for the most part. Um, they're not as funny. Like I did, I did enjoy all of them um, in different ways. They're all still worth playing, I think. Um, but they, they're not quite as bizarre. The sense of humor is a little bit more, a little bit more subdued. Not that much, but mm. it's not quite as zany. Um, 
didn't actually enjoy five that much, but I think five's the longest one I've played so far, definitely, because they just went I, all out on scope in that one. Didn't you say there's like five characters, five areas and stuff in that one? Or is that... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Five characters and five cities. Um, I, I, mean, I, I sent you my stat screen as I finished it, didn't I? I'd spent nearly 50 hours on that one, which is definitely the, the longest one, except maybe, maybe I played more on zero, but I made a point of playing more side stuff on zero. Yeah. Um, so that was probably the longest one. I'd only had 11% completion. Because <laughs> there's like five full cities and each character has their own side thing. Like um, Kiryu, of all things, is a taxi driver in that one. <laughs> like you can you can do taxi drive inside missions. Mm. So they've all got their own side business minigame, all five of them. Um, one of them is a is an idol. So like she does she doesn't have battles, she just she just has like rhythm game dance battles in the street instead. <laughs> And it's it's just a completely different tone from the rest of the game, and it's brilliant. I just I just love it because it's yeah, so different I'm, and weird. I'm, I really want to get back into the user games at some point. I just need to, you know, find the the money and time <laughs> to actually invest. And then it's like after doing one and two, it's like I'm not sure what I'd do from there because the rest is on console, mm. isn't it? Unless they all come to PC eventually. I'm sure they probably. I'm sure they will eventually. Yeah. Um, I think uh, to be fair, zero, one, and two, they're the ones worth playing. Um, Definitely, because Kiwami One is like I, th- I think you should definitely play that one. Mm. Um, I feel like if you've played Zero, you owe it to yourself to play Kiwami One because especially since it kind of feels like an expansion to Yakuza Zero because it's uh, it's on a, it's on pretty much the exact same engine, there's hardly any differences. Um, it, it's a lot shorter, like story wise, it's really really short, especially compared to Zero. Um, yeah, you can blast through the story really quickly. But it's one of the funniest ones, and it's got so much quality side content. And it's um, although a lot of the side content is literally copied and pasted from Zero, the pocket circuit from Zero is just oh. in Kawami One again, and it's exactly the same. It's just copied and pasted. But then you've got the Majima side stuff, which is amazing. Um, I just want to see I more think... Majima stuff. That's like I, I want more Majima. I can't honestly. <laughs> Kawami One's easily the funniest one. I think by far the funniest one. Because what it does have, even though it's not got as much content, what it does have is just hilarious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm going to enjoy it either way. Like, all of the users I'm probably going to enjoy to a degree, because I enjoy, if I enjoyed Zero, I'm probably going to enjoy them all. I think, you know, mm. Zero may set my expectations a bit higher for, like, the laser games, but I think, you know, I think I'll go in and enjoy it. Just more Yakuza, isn't it? That's a... It's it. It's just one of those series now where it's it's funny when you play through them all because um you you start with later games and then you go back in time because some have been remastered and some haven't. You know, some have been remade rather, some yeah. haven't. And um, so I, I've had this really strange thing where you start with Yakuza Zero, which is kind of in the middle, where it's um it's not on the the Dragon Engine, which is the like the PS4 level engine that they've got for the 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 games made in the last couple of years it's a ps3 game and you can feel it can't you like yakuza zero is a ps3 game it's it's only on the ps4 in the west because it took them a little while to localize it and they the ps4 was out by then so they put it on the ps4 but it's a a ps3 game at heart but it's like a late stage ps3 game so it's kind of in the middle of yakuza's lifespan and then you go to kwami one which is like you know the next game directly after zero so that's fine and then you go to kwami two which is after Yakuza 6 came out, and that's on the big fancy Dragon Engine, and that's like one of the newest ones, and it feels really good to play, and it feels really modern, and there's all these huge leaps forward in technology and game design. And then you play Yakuza 3, 
which is the oldest one you can play now that hasn't been remastered. <laughs> and Yakuza 3 feels so old, and the graphics yeah. are awful because it was the first PS3 game. It's a very early PS3 game, so it's got that it's got that um, strange vibe that those uh, first couple of years of that generation had, where they they're basically PS2 games with slightly increased graphics, but they're not even that much better looking than the PS2. So yeah. It, it, yeah, it's it's weird. Um, and then you slowly work your way back up through um, four and five, and then you get to six, which is just a, a huge leap forward again because you've already played zero and Koami once. So you're jumping forward yeah. a few years, so uh, yeah, it's like, weird. It's all over the place. Judgments as well, isn't there? In there? Yeah, yeah. Judgments, the latest one. I've not actually yeah. finished Judgments. I have got it and played like half of it. Um, but that's the latest one besides seven, which isn't out in the West yet. Yeah, and that one's um, a bit more like um, Sleeping Dogs because you play like a, a cop, don't you? In this one. I think. Yeah, it's not It's not as different as I expected it to be. It's tonally the same. It's got the same wacky sense of humor, definitely. Mm. Um, but yeah, you play as a detective. You play as like a, a um, like a, a, like a, basically a um, private investigator. Um, yeah. Who like works with lawyers to um, dig up dirt on people and stuff like that. It's a bit more gritty. It's a bit kind of slightly more noir, but not that much more. And it's not got as much uh, in the sense of side stuff. Um, because rather than just having all those sub-stories dotted around the map, you get side cases instead, kind of like how L.A. Noir did it, where yeah. you'll go to, like, you know, you'll, you'll come in, you'll go back into your office, um, and sometimes there'll be someone waiting there for you, and you'll speak to them, and they'll give you a side case. So it, um, it's not got as much side content, but the side cases are just as weird. Like, there's one where you're trying to find out the identity of a ninja who's, like, climbing up the walls like Spider-Man, and people have <laughs> spotted him all over Camaracho, and no one knows what he's doing, or what he's up to. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine how be... weird it would get, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, we... it's, it's good. Can we move on from Yakuza then? Because I feel like we've been going at Yakuza for a while. Yeah, I, you know, I, we could do like an entire four hour podcast. We could, that's what I'm thinking. Yakuza, honestly. I was like, I should probably <laughs> put you off before we get into like each individual game. <laughs> yeah, because I, I would. You know, I would. I know, I know you would. I've got to hold you back. <laughs> oh, I All love right. that series. Um,. Anything else then other than Yakuza, or is that it for you? No, I'd say just Last Guardian and Yakuza, really. Alright, well, um, for me, I've just... I mean, it's been the usual for me, for the most part, apart from, like, the indie games that I played. Well, we've talked about Eco as well. But, uh, like, I played a few indie games. One of them was actually really cool. One of them went by Vernal Edge, and I was looking at it and was like, this just looks like a Metroidvania, but it then described itself as, like, a, uh, it described itself as like Devil May Cry, but I was like, it's like a 2D Devil May Cry, what? and I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. And then I went in and played it, and it actually like the enemies are spongy and they do fly about and you can juggle them and stuff in there, and it actually feels really oh. smooth. So <laughs> I was like, and it does, it does have some like RPG Metroidvania sort of aspects to it. Like there's items you gotta, you know, there's items, there's spells that you can swap out and stuff. So it does have some of that. Um, I don't know how much because it was just a demo, so there wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, you need a certain power to get through a certain door or anything. But they definitely, uh, they had a bit bit of both, and it was really cool. I actually had a pretty cool soundtrack as well. So I didn't really, I, like, I went in with no expectations and came up being like, this is pretty cool. And it even had, like, it even has its own, like, styles or uh, style points sort of thing. So you can get increase your rank 
from like I think it starts at D rank and then you go all the way up to V because the game's called Vernal Edge. So V. Oh god. Yeah, oh, is like the final rank. And then at that you can like then I believe you can like freely use your mana and then you you've got like another bar as well, which is for more abilities because you can throw out this like spectral sword that you can like mark a target with and then you can use different abilities on the mark target and stuff like that, which is cool. Hmm. So that was really I interesting. I can't believe no one's ever thought to put the Devil May Cry slash Platinum sort of fighting style in a 2D game before. That's actually... I, I, I think someone must have done it before that, surely, but... Surely. It felt smooth, I can say that. Other I mean, than that... Oh, yeah, other than that, I was playing um, another one called Ever Forward, which is by the same guys who did My Time of Portia. I don't know if you know what that one is. I know of it. I never played it, though. Yeah, so I didn't realize they were a Chinese uh, game de- developer. So I went in, and they and I was like, are they speaking Chinese or Mandarin? <laughs> I was like... And and then I realized there was, like, a few words of Mandarin and stuff that I can pick out, and I'm like, oh, okay, they are speaking Chinese. And I was huh. like, oh, they're a Chinese dev. Didn't know. But, yeah, it was called Ever Forward, and... um. It was like a puzzle game, which it was a little. Um, it was interesting. The art style was nice. It was a. It was a good looking game. Um, wasn't very optimized, but uh, <laughs> you know, it was a demo, so I can forgive them on that. But you sort of you're on this like island. There's a, something going on. I the the real world is in like quarantine or something. I, they're apparently oh. going through what we are. We've just taped <laughs> our episode, but hey. But yeah, they're going through some sort of quarantine and they're not allowed outside. And uh, you get like these memory flashbacks when you complete puzzles in there. And it's it's interesting. I don't know what, exactly what's going on in the world. There's like this big tree that looks very evil. But there's also like a tree that the girl plants. And then she also builds robots. Even though the girl you play is like seven or something. I don't know. She's a small child. <laughs> but yeah, you're... Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you go, you like, you're on this like island, then you go over to what is looks like this sort of rift in the island, and then you walk up to it, and then there's like this cool like blare effect where it blares and quickly transitions, and you're in this like white white cube looking world, and you go between all these puzzles in the world and complete them all to then get out the puzzle, and then it gives you like story oh, bits in between. Good. The puzzles were very samey, though was my issue because like one of them was like uh. just throw block about. So I uh I don't know, I think Yeah, I think maybe it was just because they uh they didn't show off enough in the demo. Because it looked interesting and it is by the guys who did my time of party, which I only heard good things about, so I'm sure it'll be good. Or you know, it'll be interesting at least, but we'll have to see how it comes out. Vastly different game from My Time of Porsche though, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. (laughs) It's uh very different and it, again it took me by surprise when it came out into the flashbacks and you're in the sort of I don't, know, I don't know how to describe the world but it's all like it's got like a different visual style to it and you know they were all talking Chinese and I was like um I don't know what was going on for a moment because I just wasn't expecting that but no it was cool Other than sounds that, like something I might like actually yeah maybe uh, I mean maybe. The, I think it's just the block, the block puzzles were a bit meh. 
I had some moments where I just couldn't figure stuff out for ages, and I was like, what am I doing wrong? And it just turned out I had to, like, throw one block over this way to distract the camera, turn the other way, throw the other block in another direction to distract the cameras again, and then run past, pick up the block while... And then just run to the very end. But it was stuff. It was stuff like that. We were. It was kind of difficult to figure out, or it was a little, little weird with because there were these robots that sort of span round and they'll spin in like a certain direction depending on where you throw it to and where you throw it from, and you have to move super slow when you're around them. The game like forces you to do it, so it's a very, it's a time thing, and it, you feel very slow. But, uh, oh, fair enough. Yeah, I don't like it when they restrict you like that. Like, because it, it never feels as fun as they they think it feels. Yeah, that, that was my my issue with it. I think, but other than that, it was it looked nice. It was a pretty game. Has an interesting story. We'll see where it goes. I guess. But yeah, uh, I don't think I played anything else other than that. We are like too busy streaming. Too busy streaming. You know me. Streaming, making videos. Parkouring. Parkouring. We did do a lot of parkour. We did do a hell of a lot of parkour. It's quite proud of our progress, actually. Yeah, we've done pretty well with that. But yeah, probably shouldn't uh, bring that up. Actually, we'll uh, anger the charts with our <laughs> with our cheating. It's not my fault. Okay, not my fault. <laughs> but yeah, we are at the we forty minute mark, by the way. So really, oh, yeah, we probably could move on to news and actually be fine. Wow, imagine that. How yeah. do we ramble to? How do we do it? I feel like it, I just let you go on with Yakuza. <laughs> that, that filled yeah, in that the was time. the secret. I mean, yeah, because the, the secret is to let me talk about six games all at once. <laughs> Seven of you count judgments. True. Okay, so, uh, on with the news then, I guess. We'll get right into it. So, yeah. uh, first of all, the PlayStation event that we spoke about being there around the next... 10 days or so has been confirmed for June 4th. So yes. this Thursday coming up is going to be a PlayStation it's a big PlayStation event. I think they're going to probably reveal the console there. They'll show, give us a little look at it. What do we think it's going to look like? Um, I don't know. Because uh, th- they've made a point of saying this isn't going to be one big reveal. Uh, this is, this is going to be part of lots of smaller reveals yeah. over the next couple of weeks, months or so. It's apparently only going to be about just just over an hour, according to this article on The Verge. Yeah, so, I think... Um, I thought it was focused on games originally, but they've also been... I don't know if you know known about this, but they've been advertising it on, like, TV as well. It's been, they've had, like, TV slots for it. Really? Yeah, mm. which I didn't know about, so I was like, hmm. It feels like... They wouldn't spend that much money on it unless it's something big. Yeah, so, that's, that's, I mean, that's a point, yeah. I'm I'm like maybe it's the console, maybe or maybe we just get a bunch of games. We we did speak about what games we expect to see last week, didn't we? Yeah. It it's 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 tough though. Um I, I don't feel like I know what to expect at all. I, I wonder whether there's gonna be a lot of a brand new uh, announcements. Um, yeah, there's gotta be I some can't... new IP, surely. I just can't think of any of any games where I'm like, oh, that's definitely going to be next gen, or at least not any that are going to yeah. be coming out. You know, when the PS5 actually comes out, because there's plenty that are off in the far off future, like GTA 6 and Elder Scrolls 6 and Cyberpunk, which yeah, maybe soon, maybe not. Who knows? Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. So... We'll, be, we'll be getting this year, hopefully. Yeah, you but keep yeah. telling yourself that. You, you said that in 2013. 
I, I listen. I knew it was gonna be. A, I knew it was a way off in 2013. I've only waited eight years. Okay, it's not been that long. I did my waiting. <laughs> eight years, I've had. But yeah, um, new away the game. <laughs> oh, oh boy, imagine, <laughs> imagine. I mean, considering uh, his track record, it'll be the PS6 before we get a new away the game. Probably, uh, probably. Or you know, it could be Yakuza Eight. Even though your sevens has just come out. I mean, actually, the rate Yakuza games get whacked out uh, could be Yakuza rate. But true. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's coming. Appar- so apparently, there's been there's been rumors for a while that there'll be a new Silent Hill game. Yeah, don't talk about that too much, though. That's another news item that we've got. <laughs> that is, but it's been rumored that it will actually. Th- there might be an announcement about it on the fourth. I think they said. Mm. It's gonna be between the fourth and August, because apparently it's gonna. They think it's gonna come out August first or something. There was some talk about that. I don't think we're gonna see it. Like, if we do see another Silent Hill game, would you even want a new Silent Hill game? Actually, with Konami, with Konami behind. No. I mean, like, if they f- give the original team, I guess. No, but mm. the chances of getting the original gang back together now—it's been like, it's it's yeah. been. Like, over 15 years since since they made a game, so I don't think that's going to happen. I don't really think Konami are going to make one anyway, to be honest. I don't think they're interested in Silent Hill at all anymore. They're not really interested in AAA games anyway, anymore, no. are they? They're interested I, I in arcades and pachinko machines. Pachinko, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't think it's likely anyway, but even if it was, I find it unlikely that it's going to be a good Silent Hill game, unless they dig up some quality, um, you know, developers and designers and uh, directors do it like they were going to do with Silent Hills originally. Unless they do that again, um, there's no way it's going to be good. But they won't do that because that would cost too much, and they're not interested in AAA games. So I'm not too hopeful. Not really. Yeah. It's it's like if Konami was taken out of the equation, I'd be like, okay, you know, I could see, <laughs> I could see some potential here. But we remember what they did with Metal Gear. I feel like I'm not sure if they purposely. With Metal Gear Survival, we're like, we're gonna just run this IP through the dirt. Take that, Kojima. I don't know if they, they were doing it out of spite. After <laughs> the whole... that way. Yeah. But then, and then again, who knows? They might do the same with Silent Hill because they were attaching him to a new Silent Hill game after they might be like, you know what, Kojima? You, you wanted Silent Hill? You wanted a horror game as well? <laughs> Have Silent Hill survive? <laughs> oh. Come on. Oh. oh. But, uh, it was down fine. It does, honestly. But yeah, at, at the event though, um, I'm personally hoping. I, I do think we we might see the box, and as long as it's not that U-shaped box that's been leaked in the past, then I'll be happy because <laughs> that's horrible. So, I saw a pyramid-shaped box. Oh yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Uh, the the amount of people, funny. the amount of normies on Facebook who believed that announcement. Oh. Just look at it, of course. That's not real. It's horrific. It's disgusting. <laughs> it was literally just a PS4 that had been badly photoshopped into a pyramid shape, and people were like, this is it. This is what it's going to look like. They'll be uh, eating your hats come come Thursday, don't you? Or you'll see, you'll see uh, that big pyramid boy manufactured in Egypt itself. <laughs> this, this is the Silent Hill 5 coming to the, coming to the PS5. With pyramid head and just to, just to advertise oh, the pyramid. Imagine, imagine pyramid head edition of the PlayStation. I mean, I'd buy that. 
I would buy a pyramid. The only, the only way you'd get me to buy a pyramid-shaped console is if it was pyramid-head-shaped. <laughs> oh, man. Just, just imagine that, having that on, like, your desk, staring you down over night. <laughs> oh, that'd be beautiful. I don't, uh, I don't know about that. Who knows? They I might just... just do what Xbox did and not, you know, basically give you a PC. Yeah, I think that's, that seems to be the way consoles are going now. And that they're going to want to yeah. compete with what Microsoft's doing, aren't they, really? Because I, I feel like they've really picked up the ball and Sony's got, got a good run for their money this generation. So mm. it, it's always the way, though, isn't it? You know, Microsoft's picked up because they were struggling. Sony might just be complacent. And they're being a little bit complacent with the whole backwards compatibility thing. I'm beginning to get concerned about this because they are, they're hiding so many details about exactly how this is going to work. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping we get some more info on that on Thursday because um, I would like to be able to just sell my PS4 as soon as the 5 comes out and just upgrade straight to the 5. And, you know, it'll probably be a year or so before any good PS5 games come out if it's anything like the PS4 um, release. But at least I'll still have all my PS4 games to play and I'll be able to play them souped up um, in PS4 Pro mode or maybe even PS5 mode if because um, I'm sure some games will get patched to run natively on the PS5. So Yeah, I mean, there's been ru- there was rumors going around that it would have backwards compatibility up to the back to the PlayStation 2 and I was like, mm, I don't know about that, but... No, I don't know. I won't have that. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a really good emulator that they built for the PS4, to be fair, which if... Um, if the PS5 is as um, similar to the PS4 in terms of architecture as they're saying it is, then I can imagine they can just port that emulator straight over. And that emulator is really good, and hardly any games took advantage of it. I was thinking about this a few days ago, funnily enough. Um, there's like Jack and Dexter is on the PS4 store oh. as an emulator title, um, and all the old GTAs like and Manhunt and Bully mm. and basically all the old Rockstar games there, they're on there. Yeah. And then a few really random obscure games that no one wants to play. Uh, but it's hardly any games use that, that that emulator, and it's a shame. So maybe I'll just port that over, and more people will um, will use that. But I don't know. I feel like the the industry's moved forward now, and now they just want to remaster PS2 games instead of um, porting them. So yeah, I suppose we'll see come Thursday. And uh, are we gonna do a thing on Thursday? I suppose. Do we want to talk? Yeah, about yeah. do I talk about? Yeah, we might as well. Let's draw up some hype, even though we we literally came up with this idea about about an hour ago. Yeah, and we don't even know if it's going to work properly. But hey, we're yeah, thinking we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're thinking that on the Thursday, since we don't have a story game for next week, what we're going to do is we'll uh we'll sit down and watch the PlayStation event live together, and uh you know we'll do some commentary over it, give our thoughts, do a do a bit of snark. It just be oh. very cynical and snarky the whole time. Oh, that will will be really good at that, especially yeah. me. Oh boy, I will I will love it. We are very very jaded. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that bad though. Honestly, I think they've learned from from the um, the release of the, the yeah. Xbox One and the PS4 because they were so stuffy and it was just all suits coming up on stage and giving all the typical. Uh, buzzwords and jargon and it felt so fake and I think they've learned from that like Sony definitely have learned from that and Sony weren't even the worst offenders the Xbox was far worse but the way Sony have treated it so far it's already so different the fact that they had that, that video where Mark Kearney just stood there and went through the technical specifications of the PS5 in great detail shows that they're not just talking down to us anymore and they're not trying to appeal to the casual people anymore which i think is good there's no point in doing those big um industry shows anymore for 
the casual people because don't really think that's how the world works anymore like people aren't going to those big shows you certainly aren't getting like casual gamers going to e3 anymore it's just not a thing now if people are watching these announcements they're probably doing it because they're the hobbyists so i think it was more so like uh you know stakeholders and stuff that was what e3 was for it was for the business people and they were like here's why here's why these are going to sell why you're going to want to why you're going to want to invest in these and stuff that was kind of what they it was a lot of business talk and a lot of like we've got to like flare this up a bit make it you know dumb it down but uh they i think they have learned from that and it's going to be a digital event as well so it's not going to be set any free where there's that where the what there used to be that sort of like i don't know don match coming in like (laughs) yeah everyone felt like they needed to do something at e3 but they get to do their own thing now because of everything going on i feel like most uh most publishers and devs are gonna do their own thing from now on anyway i think e3 is a you know it's a relic of the past at this point Mm. which i'll be surprised if it comes back after this year now i think it will come back but it's gonna it's not gonna be as big as it ever was it's always gonna be a uh more for like a casual you know everyone a casual event where everyone just comes on and you know they talk a bit about the games and then there's gonna be other devs there and i guess it's just more for like fans to meet up and hang out and talk about it it's gonna be Mm. one of those events i don't see it being this is where all our big announcements are isn't it funny that nintendo of all companies were the pioneers of that they were the the first ones to take it to the internet and direct yeah yeah it's just so funny like they're so backwards in every other regard yeah because usually with internet stuff especially they're pretty bad at that like getting getting a network for uh like like, all the networks for Nintendo games in the past have been awful. I think... I don't know how it is with the Switch. I've not really played the Switch much online. It's certainly better than it ever was with the the Wii's and the DS's. Uh, it's still got some problems. You've still got, like, friend codes. Uh, yeah, and they there's don't... no voice chat built in. You've got to speak through the app. Uh, they want you to download the Nintendo Online app and speak to your friends through the app. Which is, <laughs> no, just... If you're going to do that, you might as well download the Discord app. So, it's yeah. pointless, isn't it? Um, it's but better. Yeah. It's still not amazing. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's it's a step forward. They've because they, I mean, even like internet content in general, they've always been a bit weird about sponsoring people. They had the whole Nintendo like program. If you wanted to be a Nintendo Let's Player or something, they had that program that you had to enroll in, where it was like we take a share of what you your the revenue that you make. I Otherwise, forgot about that. Oh. Yeah. They've done a lot of stuff like that in the past because they just, I suppose they just don't get it as much. Mm. But it's it, hopefully it starts to sink in a bit more. I feel like they've gotten a lot better with it at least. Yeah, so certain certain parts of Nintendo definitely have because certain parts of Nintendo are a lot more forward thinking now. Like like mm. Breath of the Wild, for example, was all new developers, wasn't it? And that's why it's such yeah. a huge step forward because it was new developers going. We should make our games modern, guys. Imagine that. Uh, and uh, it was the same with Splatoon. Splatoon was a team of, of uh, young developers as well, and that's why Splatoon is the only game with like with an online menu system that makes sense and netcode that works. It's, it's the only Nintendo game that actually works properly oh, no. online. Netcode that works. Oh no! Imagine that. Oh. Madness. Ah, uh, Nintendo yeah. never change. I'm try. I'm just trying to think of. Uh, I mean, I miss. I'm gonna miss Reggie. You know, Reggie was a good, good headman for them. Yeah, he was a good lad. Mister yeah, Battles he's... is not quite the same. 
<laughs> it is pretty funny that you got someone called Bowser. It's amazing. Doug Bowser, what a guy. But yeah, I think... I don't know, I've not really seen much of what uh, Bowser's done for Nintendo yet, but, you know, he's still got a long career ahead, hopefully. He's not, he's not quite as much in the public eye as Reggie was, yeah. so yeah, you don't hear as much about him. Reggie, like, Reggie actually did some internet video stuff as well. I don't know if you saw anybody. Mm. Uh, I remember him doing, like, he did, like, sketches with Mega64. I don't know if you know Mega64 or... Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, but he do, he'd done, like, a sketch where... I think he was, like, a robot or something that they were controlling us. I don't... <laughs> it was something weird like that, but... Yeah, cool he, guy. He was really cool. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna miss you, Reggie. He's not dead. now? I think he uh he's a CEO elsewhere now. I think. Yeah, he is, isn't he? I, I forgot where. Everything's uh, <laughs> just talking about um. It's just from Nintendo. My God. Right, but it's, it's on his Wikipedia page, it's like Korea, and then that's split into subheadings of Nintendo and post Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he went into being a CEO somewhere else. I just don't remember where. Because yeah. once you're a CEO, you are you are a CEO wherever you want to go. At that yeah, point, that's it. Just move around the top, don't they? Yeah. Um, he retired though, didn't he? That's the thing. Um. Yeah, he, he retired, and he's he's on like some boards, which is because that's basically a part time job, isn't it? But he's um not actually okay. like a full time job as such. Fair enough. I mean, you know, he deserves he deserves his break. Let him let him rest. Oh, he's announced that he's starting a podcast. We've got competition from Reggie. It's game let's, over. Let's get Reggie on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, he he'd probably be game. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That'd be funny if we managed to get Reggie on the podcast. <laughs> oh my oh. god. I mean, I, I've basically spent the last like two years of my life playing Switch games religiously, so uh, I could talk to him for days. Yeah, it just because too fanboying. <laughs> <laughs> it's Reggie! Do the thing, Reggie, the do the thing! Reggie. <laughs> uh, but yeah, should we move on from that then? Because uh, there's something I think we both want to talk about quite a bit regarding Silent Hill. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, so, for those of you who don't know, which I imagine some of you in chat do know, because I know a few of you play Dead by Daylight, they've uh, introduced Pyramid Head as one of their killers. And uh, who's the survivor again? Who did they actually put in? Heather Mason from Silent uh, Hill 3. Yeah. She was also in the film, was she? Uh, well, the, 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 con the concept, yeah, the, the second film, um, she wasn't, I don't, I don't know, think, I think, like, it was her design, and their name was different, though, but it was, but basically was Heather, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, Silent Hill 3, we'll just say, because, I'm not yeah. sure if it was the, f I just, I thought she was in one of the films. Yeah, yeah, I think she is in, in the second film, it's just, the films are weird, because they very loosely follow the the cold mm. storyline, but the characters are slightly different, aren't they? Yes, she essentially is in the second Silent Hill film, but she's known for being in the Silent Hill 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But, uh, so, Konami have been like, hey, Silent Hill, you remember that? We're gonna license it out to the Dead by Dev Daylight uh, devs and just let them have at it, which is... I mean, it's good that other devs are getting to use the Silent Hill IP in a way. I like that, you know, they've been able to include it as a killer but it's also like konami 
they're just like they're just sort of dragging the corpse of Silent Hill and beating it for money. As I they mean, go along. I, this could be a good thing, though. Um, it could. Go, you know, talking about that, that um, the rumor of a new Silent Hill. This could be their way of getting Silent Hill back into the forefront of people's minds before they announce it. So yeah, I mean, that <laughs> it was, could be a good thing. That was a thought, but then it's also like. But if they do make another game, is it gonna be good? Because it's Konami, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And there's some very strange um, decisions made here, which do scream cash grab. And I know they are always stomp all over Silent Hill's lore, and they've been doing it for like basically the last 15 years. But it still hurts me. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the decisions they've made for this, this um, the Silent Hill content, it's really weird. Like they've they've cherry picked random things from the first three games because. They're the big ones, aren't they? Like, you know, Team Silence only made four games and no one really talks yeah. about Silent Hill 4. So, um, so they've just cherry-picked random things from, from 1, 2, and 3. Because Heather is, is the playable character from Silent Hill 3. Pyramid Head is from Silent Hill 2. Yeah, I know. It's a um, and shouldn't be... Shouldn't be in anything except Silent Hill 2, but I'm not even... not going to start on that. I'll rant forever. Yeah. Um, and, and the level is uh, Midwich Elementary, which is the first level from Silent Hill 1. I don't know. But he also... So... What, what upsets me is the way he also holds he holds his blade as well. Uh, why? I don't know. I feel like you should just drag it everywhere. I feel like that'd be a lot oh, more... I see what you mean. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong image. Like, in the concept art, um, he's holding it correctly. But then, yeah. yeah, in that image, he's got the sword in front of him, which looks really wrong. It does... I mean, yeah. I, I get the I get Dead by Daylight works in its own way, but I think that'd be really cool if that was like the like instead of hearing like the killer's footsteps, whatever you just heard the blade like grinding across the floor. Mm. I don't yeah, know. Cool. It just upset me the way he's just sort of holding it like that. I don't know much about Dead by Daylight, but I assume this means you can play as Pyramid Head. Yeah, you play as like him. A, so I mean, that's pretty cool. Can't argue yeah. with that. So, how Dead by Daylight works, just to give you a brief idea, is there's one killer and there's four survivors. The four survivors have to run over to, like, generators to open, like, a gate to escape. And uh, the killer has to go around, kill kill the survivors, grab them, and then put them on hooks. On, like, meat hooks. That's That's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, makes sense. And um, there's... I mean, this article says there's been quite a lot of tie-ins in the past as well. To be fair, so it's not like yeah. this is out of the blue or anything. Oh no, this is this is something that Dead by Daylight does a lot. Like they've got um, Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger, and Michael Myers. Apparently, yeah, God, and they got Michael Myers in there. Um, I'm trying to think if they've got anyone else in there. I mean, they got like a clown, a generic clown. It's like, <laughs> hey, they got a lot of stuff Can't like that. But um, yeah, it's. Cool, it's been licensed out. I'm, it, I'm still like, it makes me worry because that Konami have the claws in it still, you know? Cause yeah, it's just, it's hard to tell what they're thinking. It really is. Yeah, because I mean, like, what IPs do they've they've got Metal Gear, they've got Castlevania, they've got a, <laughs> they've got Silent Hill as well. They're like the big three. I'm trying to think what other IPs they do have. But stand out uh, to me. I'm sure there's something else big, but they're the three that I think of. Yeah, pretty much the same for me. Yeah, and uh, I just feel like they're gonna if they make another Silent Hill game, I feel like it's gonna be 
a cash grab and they're gonna butcher it. You know, I mean, they've been they've been poor ever since Team Silence got axed anyway. Really, yeah. So. I mean, but you know, it's gonna like after we got like PT and like we were promised this like Silent Hills, it was like oh, the Silent Hill could actually come back and be really cool, and now we're gonna get now if we do get another game from Konami, it's gonna be without Koji and without all the like Guillermo del Toro, all the people that were working on this new Silent Hills game. It's gonna just be, hey, this is our version. Here you go. Right. Give us money. Silent Hill. Yeah. <laughs> so Sapo true. I hope they don't make another Silent Hill, honestly. I feel like Unless mm. it, maybe it is really good. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've got very little faith in them doing anything yeah. good with the IP at this point. Just, I'm, I'm not sure. I want just to give the IP to someone else. <laughs> Even then, though, to be honest, I think it's kind of run its course now that I think about it. Like, I'm not sure. I think. Even if someone made a really good Silent Hill game now, I'm not sure how much I'd enjoy it because, really, um, Silent Hill was at its best with Silent Hill 2 and the whole psychological horror aspect. Mm. And PT was fantastic, but that's because PT took a lot of its story cues from Silent Hill 2. It's a very similar story from what story you could get out of PT. And I know, I know Silent Hills wasn't going to be really related to PT in any way, but it was obviously going to be psychological like that. And I just. Yeah. I don't know, because Silent Hill 2 is by far the best one, but that was a completely different tone from the other Silent Hill games, Where because all the other ones are about a cult, aren't they? And cults are so cheesy. So I don't know whether I'd actually enjoy another one anyway, but yeah, I just they can't be trusted. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like they could, like, especially with all the talent they had behind Silent Hills originally, they could have done something really cool with it, even if it wasn't exactly what you wanted it would i feel like it would have been it would have been cool nonetheless to say and i feel like now konami are going to be like i don't know who they're going to get together to develop this i don't know who they're going to have working on this and it's just sort of going to be thrown out there well they don't really have any um any studios left anyway do they because they they got rid of them all because it, it's it's mad to me that they're even still making games because for a while they were saying we're not making anymore we're just focusing entirely on pachinko and they've mm. kind of slightly changed their mind on that and started to slowly make games again but i don't know what have they, they don't have the studios left what have they been or said they've been working on over um, the rumors actually, i can't think actually let me take a quick look i mean they still get survive and that was like everyone hated it <laughs> like it was absolute garbage they still make Pro Evolution Soccer. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't know I was still going. Back on Silent Hill. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, that'll... Uh, I don't know. Zone it's... of the Enders games? I didn't know they still made Zone of the Enders games. That was, that was a Kojima series. But they're still making that. When, oh, it's when a remaster. They... Okay. okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah like... I don't, know who, I don't know who they've actually got, though. I'm... That's what I mean. Um, there's there's no one left because there's very little. It looks like Pro is the only AAA game that's still being made, and that barely counts. Especially yeah. since with sports games, you can just copy and paste. Uh, I think that's probably just the, the it's a cash cow for them, probably. Yeah, yeah, no, it's so cheap to make. Um, everything else that they've done recently has been a remaster of some kind, remaster in Yu-Gi-Oh games, uh, Castlevania, um, is there any Enders? Yeah, so. Mm, I didn't they know also making games. Castlevania. What, what, what um, games? Oh, it's it's Symphony of the Night, but it's only on mobile. 
Oh, well, of course it's on mobile. <laughs> oh. Never mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I, I want to say as well. Um, I I know it's probably they're probably modelled by the Dead by Daylight devs, but I don't like these models for Pyramid Head and Heather. I keep staring oh, no. at them. All the models in Dead they're by Daylight are like awful. <laughs> like it's so if you bad. look up Dead by Daylight like survivor models, they all look horrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a. They're not the best looking. It's like Heather looks like she's like been on the meth for a few years. She's really gaunt, and Pyramid Head's um like the design of his of his clothing is just completely wrong, like completely. Yeah, I mean I don't know. It's just it's the Dead by Daylight devs doing what they want with the license. I don't like. I'm fine with them doing that, but. I'm worried we're just going to see them, the uh, like Konami hold on to the IP and just, you know, sell off bits of it every now and then to make make more money off it. And just, like, juice it for all all they can. Milk it. Yeah, probably. I think that's that's ultimately the, the game plan. Um, pun not intended. But, I, I yeah, I, I, even if they wanted to make a new game, um, like you said, they don't have any developers left, so... You know, it 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 does tally quite nicely though with with that rumor, doesn't it? So I really yeah. can't decide whether I believe it or not now because there's so much evidence for and against. Like I don't know whether it's like everything. I'm I'm just most of it is I'm like dreading seeing what they do make if they do make certain. Mm. But maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe you will. Um, but. Who knows? That's all I'm going to say on that. We will have to wait and see. I, I, why did they pick Heather? I keep, I keep looking at, at Heather and thinking know. of all of the characters. Why Heather Mason? Bizarre. Why not James or? or yeah, I was Harry? thinking James would have would have yeah. made more sense, but or even or even Harry would have made far more sense. Heather's such a strange decision. But hold on, hold on. They do sell skins. Actually, can they sell? Yeah. Skins? I'm just thinking. Can they sell skins for a uh, licensed? I no, no they do. Um, it says um, on on that article in Polygon, it says you can get a Lisa Garland skin. Oh, okay. So yeah, look, they can you can sell some skins, and you know, if they are if they're using female characters, they can maybe sell off a few more skins, if, if you know what I mean. Mm, oh, that's very true, actually. Yeah, because Lisa Garland's got a kind of um, slightly sexist nurse costume, hasn't she? So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised mm. they don't sound like the, the bubble ness. Ness is as a... Matter of time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's that. We spoke on Silent Hill for a lot of time there. That's another game I could speak about for We're hours. We're an hour and ten minutes in, and uh, we've still oh. went through all the news topics. If you want to take a break, and then we can come back, finish the news, and go on to our topics. Sounds good. Alright, so uh, we'll be right back. We're going to go take a quick... Five ten a break, and then we'll get into the rest of the news. There's not much left, and then we'll go into our two topics before we wrap up for the night. So don't go anywhere, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Taff's waving. You can't really see his hand because he's moving that fast. Oh, there we go. You you can't see him. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Hello, guys. We're back. Welcome back. We are back. I've got myself a drink. Tef, uh, I don't know if Tef got himself any in. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the water, I'm a good man. I'm a good man. Oh. 
Not Very drinking good. that 0.1% alcohol like you are, you bad alcoholic. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> sip, right. sip, sip. Alright, so, uh, should we finish off the news stories that we were doing? I've also, like, forgot to change the currently discussing. <laughs> That's fine. But, uh, should we... Uh, well, yeah, we'll get back to, uh, the news. So, there's only a couple of topics left, but there was the recent Crucible launch, which I think we... Did we briefly talk about last week? I, I don't like think we, we did. I think did you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned New World. Is that what it's called? The MMO that they're making? Don't think we spoke about Crucible. I don't know. Uh, Who remembers? I, th- I, was I, think that, I think Ziff mentioned Crucible, and then I followed it up with the New World because I was talking about how Amazon are making games. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so Crucible came out, and the launch numbers are looking grim. It doesn't look like it's gonna do very well, which mm. is not good considering they've just started putting out games. But yeah, hopefully they'll Honestly. stick with it. It's fine. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of burp, it seems. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just just so everyone's like knows exactly what's going on, it's been out a week. Um and on Steam it peaked at ten thousand six hundred players, which is awful anyway, especially for a launch week. Um, yeah. but it's been declining since then and at the one week mark the game is one week old and that's already halved to four thousand four hundred players. So So yeah, I mean it's free to play. It's got that going for it, and it's still doing poorly numbers-wise. So, yeah, yeah. It's very similar to Battleborn, which also performed very poorly. If uh, anyone remembers Battleborn, I don't. I know uh, you mentioned you've not really seen much on Battleborn, Tef. No, I like I knew vaguely of it, but I. So you know, yeah. It, yeah, Battleborn came out around really. around the time of Watch was a bit bigger, and they were like trying to capitalize on. You know the hero shooter genre in a way. It was that, and uh, I think there was another game that I forget who was making it, but there was another game, Lawbreakers, was it? It was another hero shooter game around the time. But Battleborn didn't do very well, to say the least. And neither is a neither is Crucible, which is a shame. But like Crucible, for just to get you a good idea of what it's like, it's only got two game modes, but. There's a bunch of heroes, they've all got different abilities. And how it works is it's a 4v4. One of the game modes at least is 4v4. There's like hives on the map for either team, and the teams have to like fight to destroy each other's hives and then capture it like a point. And that's, I mean, that's essentially a cool concept. Yeah, it's a cool concept, but so from what I got from the game, the game does it feels like a free-to-play game. It's not just like it looks good, but it it just plays like a free-to-play game. Like, one of those... Where it's like, you know, I'm playing it because it's free-to-play, you know? So, it's there. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it feels kind of soulless, I think is what a few people said about it. Which... Doesn't... I don't know. I'd say it doesn't bode well for other Amazon games, but New World, from what I've seen, looks... It looks good. I just don't know. Like, maybe... Maybe it's gonna feel just the soulless but who knows you, you just you'd think amazon with the you know unlimited pockets yeah. would be able to make something better than this that's what's so strange about it uh it's just it seems like su- such a huge missed opportunity for them because with all that money that they've got and apparently they've hired some really good talents for amazon game studios but we, we yet to really see that in action so 
Mm. Where's that money going? New World is a... Hopefully that, that's yeah. true, yeah. I mean, that's a really... Um, it's an MMO, so it's a very ambitious project. So, we'll see. I'm just not entirely sure. I feel like maybe the, for their first game releasing like a 4v4 hero shooter wasn't the way to go. I feel like mm. even with like Valorant coming out, even though that is... That does have like elements of a hero shooter, it's also very much like CS as well. Yeah, that that's it. It stands out, doesn't it? It does something yeah. significantly different. Because I think people, the industry as as a whole is is kind of over hero shooters now anyway. So it is, mm. it is kind of an, an old decision to make a new one. Like people will continue to play the old ones for some time to come, I think. But I can't see people wanting any new ones at this point. No, I feel like Overwatch and Valorant are going to have the market on that. Because if you want a more casual shooter, there's Overwatch. If you want if you want a, you know, a hardcore hero shooter, you got Valorant, and if you don't like Valorant or hero shooters, you just go play CS, you know? The shooter, it's like, that market's kind of taken already. Although I would like to see some competitive work. I feel like the hero shooter has evolved, at least, because we're starting to, like, we're starting to come, like, full circle with games now. We went from, we went from, like, CS to all these new shooters and like we had arena shooters in the past and now we're starting to come back around to it after having all these like battle royales and big open mm. shooters we're coming back to more team shoot shooters and stuff which i like but uh i don't know we'll see the uh i don't know i just crucible was also like third person as well which it feels like it would have played better in first person i think a few That's... people a few people said and it also it feels when you look at it, it's like the animations for the third person, like some of it clips sometimes, adding to that oh. free-to-play like Come feeling. Amazon should be able to do better than that though, that's just, it's poor. Yeah, I feel uh, like it must have been a small team, surely. Yeah, it, it, that's anything that would make sense, I suppose. And uh, the, the whole third person thing that reeks to me of um, some some suits idea or some let's get know, let's some get some shareholders skins. idea. It's it's yeah, that's it. Or someone's looked at Fortnite and went to a Fortnite's third person. That's clearly the way to go. Yeah, it's like that's that's some shareholders made that decision. That's not a game designer's decision. Yeah, I feel like that's mostly what this game's been. It's like let's put out a free to play third person hero shooter. The kids will love that. <laughs> that yeah, is right by the numbers. Yeah, so it didn't really. I mean, so it, didn't, it doesn't really take a lot of risks. It doesn't do anything new. It kind of does some of what Battleborn does. Takes a bit from hero shooters, and then it's like fed peasants. Throw that in there as well. So awful, awful timing too, isn't it, for uh, the release? And I know they couldn't possibly have known at the time. I'm sure they've had this release date set for a while, but with it coming out the week before Valorant's going to come out, I don't think yeah. it ever had the chance. <laughs> so Va- Valorant comes out tomorrow. 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 Yep. Yeah, I was. I looked at the the date and I was like, it's today, isn't it? And I was like, no, tomorrow, because I think it is the first, but in America, it's the first when it comes out. No, the date's down is, is actually the second. It could actually be the third for us that it comes out. Oh, okay. I heard it was the first, which is why I was a little confused. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, Valorant's coming out. That's gonna, like, dominate for a while. I mean, I predicted Valorant would uh, be big back when they released, like, the teaser trailer for it. Like, uh, it was... Was it... It kind of—I feel like it wasn't even a year ago when they released that. Actually, they 
were pretty quick getting the game into beta and giving it out to people. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it always it was Riot and Riot are very they've become they've become like Blizzard and they're very good at taking other people's ideas and improving upon them. And what that's I mean that's what Blizzard did for years, and Blizzard were like the best at it. And you know, Blizzard have definitely been on the uh, the down <laughs> as of late. So oh. Riot kind of taking that spot. Even with the dodgy anti-cheat system they've got in there. I know, God. Yeah, I, can't, I want to play Valorant, but I'm not too keen on installing that. But, I mean, apparently it's not quite as bad as it as it was now. Um, I think they have set it now, so it only runs when the game's on. Which... No. So, it's always in the background, but you can turn it off. Now. Right, okay. Yeah, because so it was... You can't actually uninstall it either, can you? If you uninstall no. Valorant, it's still there, which is very dodgy. I don't like that at all. So, if you do... Uh, you can't get rid of it if you wanted, but you couldn't play Valorant. So, even if you if you turn it off, what you have to, you have to restart your PC before you can play Valorant again. It won't just start up with Valorant either, which is... It's a bit dodgy, you know. And uh, but Valorant is a lot of fun from what I played. I think it just, I think it's lacking in the maps. I think that's its biggest issue. And they're bringing out one new map, and then they've also released one new hero recently. I think it's she's like a vampire or something. I remember seeing an image of her recently. She was recently revealed, so she'll be in there on launch, I think. Not one hundred percent, but I I know that they've shown her off. But yeah, I mean. Seems to launch early in the morning tomorrow. Actually, in the in uh, the UK, uh, it's different slightly on where I'm looking, but um, they're saying like five a.m. or six a.m. tomorrow morning. So wow. Yeah, I guess it is the first in America. Then I, I thought it was. It wasn't one hundred percent. It's on the Wikipedia page. It says the second. It's very confusing. I don't know. It's kind of all over the place. Um, some yeah. some places are saying that, but then some places are saying it's there's like a countdown where it says eighteen hours from now in the UK. That's not that's not five a.m. because yeah, it's it's nine PM now, so I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's a little strange. Uh, but yeah, hmm. I I guess we don't want to stay on Valorant too long. We did talk oh, about yeah. Valorant a lot last week, and that's mostly Ziff's fault. But that's okay. <laughs> and I'll probably have more to say about it if I get a chance to play it when it actually comes out. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll have can... more to say next week anyway. So yeah, I mean, we can play it together. Everyone, and give it a go. We can... No, no. I want to play with you. Ew, ew. Cooties, <laughs> cooties. But yeah, um, I feel you'll definitely have more to say in it then, because you'll. I don't know if it'll be your type of game, because I don't know if you were super into Counter Strike either. So I, just, I honestly never really gave Counter Strike enough of a time of day. I, I did play quite a lot of it, but we always played um very specific servers or like novelty servers, didn't we? So yeah. Yeah, that was sauce though. You, that was like even further back. Yeah, I've never even, I've never even played CS:GO. So, <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot to learn, uh, like spray pattern wise and stuff. We'll get it. You know, if if we do play, we'll get, we'll get into it. <laughs> Hope you're all enjoying that. <laughs> That's it. Quality audio here. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing this is a visual podcast and not an audio one. Though we could put it out for audio listeners, but, uh, you know, I'm sure audio listeners would not like that sound. <laughs> but, I uh, beg to differ. But yeah, I mean, we got, like, one more news story that we could talk about before we wrap up the news. 
Mm-hmm. So, in Australia, at least, you can get refunds for Fallout 76. Yes. <laughs> Finally. It begins. To be honest, you know, I think they'd be used to being in a post-apocalypse down there, you know. <laughs> That's what Australia true. is, right? Pretty much. Pretty much. But yeah, Post I mean... prison life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with that joke. Cut that one. Axe that. Yeah, just... We'll, we'll cut take that out and out. post. Yeah, yeah, I'll take that on post. Don't you worry. That's how Twitch works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry about cool. it. You're... Cool, cool. <laughs> All right, but yeah, I mean, it's Fallout 76. Honestly, it seems a bit late for refunds, but they're getting them, and that's cool. <laughs> it's only because um, this this has been put in place by the uh, Australian consumer rights board essentially the australian competition and consumer commission or accc mm. they're the ones doing it because um they got a whole bunch of complaints um about eb games which is like a, it's australia's like equivalent of game here or um, game yeah. stop in america isn't it and um because they were refusing to refund the customers who were claiming like one you had the the game's not not particularly good. It's actually really really broken. Um, technically, not even just from like a, a gameplay point of view. It's just br- oh, massive. Oh, Wait, are you um, are you losing me? Hello. Yeah. Hello. We're losing you. You back? Okay. Um, right. But yeah. Um. <laughs> so. Yeah, they they got flooded with complaints apparently, and they forced EB Games to start refunding them, which is really cool. I I don't know if if we can do this in the UK. I've never heard of this before. I mean, um, we've got but, we've got laws that would definitely allow this. I mean, we've got I mean, we've got really good consumer rights laws anyway, yeah. so I don't think yeah. it would ever come to this. But it's it's really interesting that it's a court enforceable undertaking, <laughs> and like yeah. EB Games have agreed to it and. Now, if they don't give these refunds, um, they get, I guess, it gets taken to court. Uh, but this is going back some time because it says it, they've committed to refunding consumers who contacted EB Games about about Fallout seventy six between November twenty eighteen and October twenty nineteen. So this is going back to the release. To be fair, yeah. I mean, and I feel like sorry. we probably could have refunded it over here though as well, couldn't we? Like we could have like taking it in and I don't think it would have been fun. I've not like heard any stories of people refunding it but I imagine that would have been something that people did over here well it'd probably be easier to do it here because our consumer rights laws are better for that sort of thing anyway in general um mm. but uh, yeah I think it, it's cool though that that's happened and it's not like people can abuse it you can't like call for a refund now this is specifically for people who wanted a refund in the year or so after it came out when it was particularly broken because i think now it's not it's not as buggy now is it like it's it's still a bad game but yeah. it's no way it's like expansion it, actually yeah of course yeah that's right um, the npcs but, are in, in the expansion now as well <laughs> That's that's the thing. It was more than just a bad game when it came out. It was a broken and unfinished game, unfinished, and I think that's yeah. that, that's different. Like when you sell someone a game, which is essentially in in beta stage, and obviously uh, the access is different. But if it's a finished finished game and it's gone Advertise gold, and, finished, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, that's not really ethical. It's like like what happened to No Man's Sky. That game wasn't finished. Um, mm. It's great now that it is finished, but like they shouldn't have sold it when it yeah. wasn't finished and said that it was. So. Credit to them for, for actually sticking with it, because most devs would have dipped out at that point when they got that much. Like, they got a wave mm. of hate for that. Oh, yeah. Like, I've got my respect for Hello Games, yeah. actually. 
But they kept they kept their head down and then just came back and were like, listen, we've fixed the game. <laughs> it's has some cool new stuff, here you go. But yeah, it was that was a whole ordeal. But uh also Fallout 76 had the uh they also had like the special edition uh helmets. Oh the canvas bag. Oh the, god. Did you know about the uh, the helmets as well? Um I feel I must have done, but I can't I can't think of what it was now. So the helmets, I believe, they had mold in them or something. That was yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So they had to recall them because it was actually making people sick wearing them. It was giving you the true post-apocalypse radiation yeah, experience. You know, it's so, on purpose. That authenticity. Yeah, they should have advertised that on the box, though. I would have bought it then. Pop one on. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep. Oh, do permanently. <laughs> Fallout seventy six is just so much fun. So like, it's fun to follow it because it's just a train wreck yeah, consistently. It's, it's just like, one just, after the other. When you think things can't get worse, they manage to top it consistently. It's just it's incredible. It's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I oh. mean, I don't think they've done anything too bad recently they had the expansion coming out which people have, some people have actually praised they say it's good but you're also paying more money mm. and uh that, i, I won't, don't want to give that game a dime <laughs> not giving bethesda any more money these days yeah no thank you too I mean, shady to be fair bethesda haven't done all bad they uh doom was okay right even if yeah but that's the... not developed by bethesda yeah it published <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, but like Zenimax and the Bethesda publishing side of things is a different ball game, I think. Yeah. Uh, so I'm talking about like purely Bethesda Studios, who, because on top of the fact that they're getting scummier with the, the business practices, which probably is the publisher, um, the games are just getting worse anyway. And we've known this for a while, and I mean, we've known that like it's been they've been going downhill in the past for the last ten years. So, VMs have always been like especially buggy on release like mm. you remember fallout new vegas and uh like the doc's head that used to just twist like the, the exorcist uh, <laughs> i don't even mean the bugs though like they have always yeah. been buggy like morrowind's buggy dagger falls buggy they've always been yeah. buggy it's part of the fun it's part of the charm i think really the bugs they've got um, like even lazy with it as well which is the issue oh we lost half again uh, no Hello! I can hear you saying no. Oh my god, you're close to the camera. <laughs> can you hear me? Am yeah, I good now? I, I, I could hear you screaming no. Oh. I don't know what you keep putting well, out. Am I good? Am I good? I, I, wasn't, I wasn't even talking then. I didn't, I didn't know what was going on anymore. You were just freezing a little bit. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I think you're cool. okay now. Cool. No, I, I was just going to say that... Um, They've, they've they've kind of just gotten unfocused now the Bethesda games anyway like they've they've stopped being RPGs which I know a lot of people can't stand I don't necessarily have a problem with that in and of itself but yeah. if you're gonna change if you're gonna dumb down the RPG side of things you've got to pick pick up the slack elsewhere and it's not like the writing's gotten any better or like the the action's not even gotten that much better at all um like Fallout Four was not an RPG at all but yeah, I wouldn't really call I it Chimps Arrival. I don't, honestly, I didn't mind Fallout Four that much. Like I played it, it was, it was okay. I enjoyed it. What it, it was. It, it is okay. It is okay. It's a fun game, but it's not a classic. And you know, there's there's 
an expectation with Bethesda games for them all to be classics, really, isn't there? Which I know is a stupid thing to expect. They can't knock it out of the park every time, but yeah. you do because they put so much time into those games. You expect them to be good when they do finally come out. Um, and you know, Fallout Four did they had a decent amount of time. They spent about four years on that game, so it was a good good chunk of time between Skyrim and Fallout Four. So, I mean, I I must have played like um. I played like 60 hours of it, maybe. I played a lot of it on stream back when... I think El- Elena gave me her account to play it, so I played <laughs> it on that, and I enjoyed it for what it was. I did have a lot of fun with it. I didn't like the building stuff, though. It was no. too too much... It's too much, like, messing about. It wasn't very well done, I don't think. No, it wasn't very well done. I was really excited for that, but I found it quite limited, actually. It, like... Yeah. It just it just felt like you were smacking things down on top of a pre-existing world, and I, I don't know. Had it been a bit more in depth, um, I may, maybe would have liked it more. But either give me the preset, um, sort of safe houses, or let me build things from the ground up. I don't like it being in the middle. I just, it seemed yeah. just like a half measure, really. So, like the electro, like the electronic stuff, like in that was what I didn't really like the most. It was like, I didn't want to bother connecting all this stuff up. I had, like, I had issues with it when I was playing, and I don't remember what the issues were. That was awkward. That was really yeah. awkward, because the it, it was it was the, it was the cabling. It was, it was getting things connected. It was so awkward. You had to have a clear line in between the things, or you had to use the little conduits, um, but then they had to be placed on a wall, and you had to find a good spot to put them, and it was just, it was a nightmare. It was... Too too awkward, too finicky with with the uh, electricity, definitely. But yeah, that that's Fallout seventy six anyway. Well, that's Fallout four, but <laughs> we were talking about Fallout seventy six. <laughs> we we've not played since, I suppose. So because yeah. uh, you know we're we're sane human beings to an extent, we're relatively sane. Mm. I actually know someone who did play a lot of Fallout seventy six, and they apparently enjoyed a bit of the time with it. So I mean, if people can enjoy it, you know, uh, good for them. <laughs> I wish I could enjoy things. <laughs> I mean, now that we're older and just bitter about everything, we don't we don't enjoy any games anymore, you know. Yeah, we're we're all cynical and jaded. We yeah, hate everything. We like video games, but we hate them all. Oh god, I hate so many video games. I'd, I'd love to hate them though. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> I love getting angry about them. It's the only thing that keeps <laughs> keeps me going, you know. I've got, I need to tweet about how much I hate video games on Twitter. Oh man. <laughs> But yeah. Oh, this is why I lurk on the internet because if you let me, if you let me out of the cage, it's there's no putting me back in there. You don't want me. You don't want me getting opinionated. You really don't. But, but then you put me on this podcast, and it's game over. He's just, you know, he's, he's out the rage cage. <laughs> Despite all my rage, I'm still just a gamer in a cage. <laughs> I feel like I need Deadly to be I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> oh no, you don't. That's the cringiest thing. <laughs> So it's okay to say it. it. Saying it is one thing. You can't put it on a shirt. <laughs> no, that's gonna be put on a shirt. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> no. It sounds like that classic. They say gamers have no life. They're wrong. I live many lives. <laughs> but you got you got to you got to put awful lines like that on t-shirts. I just think they're funny too. <laughs> Uh, well, you said that now. It's, you know, one's going to show up at your door. Angel's probably typing that up as we speak, typing yeah, that draw- into a website. She's drawing out a shirt right now. It's going to be just your head in a cage with the text above. <laughs> oh, I hope so. Do it, Angel. Do it. All right, but uh, Make me proud. You, 
that's all the news for this week anyway we are like an hour and almost 50 minutes in we we did talk about the news quite a lot even though there wasn't much of it we do like to ramble here we you know this is is a video game podcast where we talk about video games um we have done that indeed we've done a lot of that well done us very good but yeah uh i guess it's just topic time now i guess so so. which yeah I, I really don't have much to talk about in mine. I'm not even entirely sure what mine is. Uh, <laughs> it's I, it, it's been brought on by the way the games, but this is something about the way I play games anyway. Uh, this is going to be hard for me to talk about because I was originally kind of banking on Ziff being here for this one. I feel like he'll understand this more than you. Um, and he I, I, I understand. Dip out yeah. on, the, on the, the last. Uh, but it, it was it was kind of um, mostly about how the the latest generation of games and just how good graphics have gotten and sound design too it's made games so much more immersive and it makes for these opportunities where you can just immerse yourself in the game world and not even necessarily have to play the game in the way it's meant to, to be played it's just you can just go into the world and so much so much attention to these to detail is paid to these worlds now it's worth just spending time in them i think ubisoft games now it's more fun to just walk through them and just experience them than to actually play the game because ubisoft's gameplay is just so dull now well or at least it's overplayed i've played too many ubisoft games i don't really want to play them anymore but like i still love going into the worlds like in assassin's creed it's so great to just wander through and Look at all the little details that they've put in there. All the all the things that the the, the pedestrians do, like pouring water into pots or something like that. They've all got their own little funny lives. You can watch them wander around. Sometimes it's just it's it's so interesting. ASMR. Um, it, yeah, you. <laughs> I just before we started the stream, yeah, before we started streams, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's just like game and ASMR. Just listen to the waterfalls." Which it's ruined now. I can't ever do it anymore. But um, like I've always loved that anyway. Like. In games in general, but I've really gotten into that now in the last generation. Like uh, I've played so much No Man's Sky, where I just wander because that's kind of the whole point to that game anyway, is to just wander and explore and just get sucked in by it, and it's great. Mm. Um, and I was thinking about the the OA the games because we've been playing them all, and um, Shadow of the Colossus I think is really really cool and really ahead of its time because it makes that experience part of the gameplay because. Yeah. A huge chunk of that game is just traveling to the to, to the different colossi, isn't it? And the world, the world's really, really big on purpose. It's really big and empty and mysterious. Um, and, so, and mysterious, obviously. But it's mm. it's so you're just traveling, and you it, it can take you like up, up to like ten minutes to travel to a colossus sometimes, and that's just as important to the gameplay as fighting the colossuses. Um, and they've made this huge, vast world, and it it does have loads of mysteries there in it. Uh, it's got loads of buildings that will make you stop and think, like, what yeah. is that for? Like, um, um, can... in the desert, there's, like, these ruin, ruins of, like, rings. Kind of mm. look like... That's, like, I remember stopping and looking at this and being like, hmm, what is... What, what is this? What is what was this in the world? Is this some sort of mysterious yeah. portal? What is this? Yeah. That's yeah. it. That, it. Like, and uh, people make their own theories about, about what, what all the different buildings are. Like, those rings, I wonder whether they were used to contain um, the Colossus that's in that area. Because maybe. it is like a big flying snake. It's a big snake, isn't it? Yeah, so you could use those, those sort of relatively small um, rings to hold it down. So, like, but like, no one really knows, do they? But mm. part of exploring that world is part is is big. It's a big thing, and it, it's so big, big and and vast and empty. Besides all that, 
natural landscape and the occasional man-made thing for you to go like what is this for there's not much out there but you're expected to just stop um you're not expected to beeline strawberry colossus you are expected to meander off the path and just explore and stop on a beach or like a cliff and just kind of take it in that's a big part of the game and the game encourages you to do that and there's not even anything out there for you to um to gain and from a gameplay sense there's nothing for you to gain from just wandering out there because there's not really any collectibles. But I mean, like, there's, there's, the the lizards, there's the lizards in the fruit, yeah, but yeah. they're not needed at all. Yeah. Like, you don't need to find any of them to finish the game, and the game doesn't even tell you that they're out there. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't... How people even found out about them, I imagine when, when Shadow of the Colossus first came out, loads of people probably played through the whole game without knowing the fruit or the lizards were So, there. I am, um, back when I did play... That's one thing that I did. I did find them back in the day when I first played through. I I spent a lot of time just going around the world and exploring mm. and looking at like the little details. Like I remember there being like an oasis in the middle of like the desert towards. I think it was like when you go towards the entrance of like the bridge when the bridge first starts, like outside yeah. of the Binlands. So there's an oasis there somewhere, and I remember. I think there was a fruit in that tree. And then I remember my horse then stopping, going over to the oasis and starting to drink from it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I remember being mm. like... <laughs> so ahead of its really time, cool. all that detail was just totally unexpected in a PS2 game. Like, it was so ahead of its time. Um, and I've been thinking about Death Stranding as well, because I think it takes so many cues from Shadow of the Colossus. And now that gaming's kind of ready for that level of detail, it's gone back to what Shadow of the Colossus did way before games should have been doing it really and it's it's taken that same idea on of making mm. traveling the, the gameplay mechanic hasn't it um right down to the fact that you can trip over rocks you've really got to think about where yeah, you yeah. walk in, in death stranding like Quop. you would do when you're really hiking <laughs> it does get a bit like crap i don't know if you've played it it's not i've not PC, played yeah, it, yeah. It? So, yeah. yeah i can't imagine you would have done but um it's it's really built into the mechanics in that game um like you can you've got to be careful not to overbalance got to be careful where you walk like you would do when you're really hiking like in how much um, you carry how much you carry yeah obviously because yeah. it's like a courier simulator too you've got to be careful on how much you're carrying but also where it's placed because you can put it on your arms um and you can put it on your back but then uh, it when you put it on your back it sort of goes outwards sort of that way at first like a backpack does but then once it goes out too far he starts stacking it upwards which makes you very top heavy and it puts your center of gravity like behind you but also up here so it's very easy for you to tip over uh, mm. so you you want to put some things on um on like his legs and his arms to balance your out it's it's things like that but but the world is actually it looks very similar to shadow of the colossus does because it's just a lot of empty valleys where there's nothing out there, um, at least until the funky rain comes and the ghosty monsters appear, which doesn't even happen all that often and usually only happens in specific spots of the map. It's just a big, empty, vast plain for you to wander through. And it's the and same idea. And you can idea. take a whiz wherever you want. And you can take a whiz wherever you want. Very important. And a little mushroom appears, which... Why? Oh, you Because, well, <laughs> yeah it's just i don't know it's just cool that that we're encouraging that now because mm. the games are just so massive now immersion should be part of the gameplay i think yeah. it's 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 good there's there's like there's a place for that in games just as, as much as there's a place for things like valorant for example where it's 100 percent gameplay but yeah why not make some games a bit more 
just a mess. I, I think Dax Stranding did get a lot of like a lot of criticism. I know there's a lot of people that went into the gameplay or like the style of game. But some people just didn't like Death Stranding, so I feel like there's certain people that that stuff just won't appeal to. It but goes back same- to what we were sort of saying about walking simulators, though. Um, if you're not willing to accept that games can be different from the standard gameplay archetypes that have been there since the arcade days, then you're going to struggle with it. And mm. not everyone wants that sort of thing from a game, so it's always going to be controversial, I think. There's two yeah. types of gamers out there, so... <laughs> There's two types of gamers, but... There is, well... There, there is, there, there really is, I do think that. Like, yeah. not everyone's built for arcade games. And not everyone's well, built for whatever the alternative is called. Yeah, like, I'm not into, war- like, straight-up walking simulators. They need to have some gameplay to it to have me interested. Like, mm. Esther doesn't appeal to me at all. Like, I don't kind of, I don't get yeah. that. But, like, if it's... I don't think that one, to be fair. Death Stranding looks like it'll appeal to me a lot more if I do play it. I'm just not sure when I'll get to play that. <laughs> Eventually. It is, it is coming to PC yeah. fairly soon as well, isn't it? So hopefully you do get to play it soon. I do think you would like it. Um, I mean, you're a Kojima fan anyway. And I, it's, I do um, like Kojima. It, it reeks of Kojima. And it, a lot of it's inspired by what came before in MGS5 as well. So it's, you know, it's mm. not completely out of the blue, strange. Um, yeah. There's a lot of familiar elements in it too. It looks like it has it's, some stealth elements. Yeah, Literally. it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It actually does. Yeah, it definitely does. I think it's on everyone should should give it at least go. try because yeah. everyone everyone should give it a go because it's just so different. But like, I I don't know. I really liked Metal Gear Solid Five as well, even if it was a, uh, you know, it wasn't the uh, wasn't finished, unfortunately. But I did really enjoy that for what it was. Even it was a bit more open. It, there was a lot of like exploring and walking around. I've, but obviously, Death Stranding isn't going to be like Metal Gear. It's going to no. have like elements. I imagine. I imagine there's a like a bit of stealth in there. I saw there's a tiny bit of fighting, and there's this, and of course you're in this big open world that you start mm. to go around. But th- yeah, there there is fighting. Um, there there is a, a fair amount of combat in it. It's just spread quite thinly, and like like Metal Gear Solid, you're not meant to be fighting anyway. You're meant to be stealthy as much as you can yeah. be. Um, but there is definitely combat in it, and. Uh, there's actually nothing stopping you from just crafting a whole bunch of grenades and just going all guns blazing, really, if you really wanted to, but it's not how it's intended to be played. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I feel like... I want to, I, I do want just more UADA games. That's, I want something like Shadow of the Classes. And something that hits me in the same way Shadow of the Classes did when I was, like, I don't know how, how many years old. When I was a young boy. And I found Shadow of the Classes and was like, this is the greatest game I've ever played. Let me go tell everyone about this and they'll all ignore me. But they'll say, 10 years time, they'll know. They'll learn. <laughs> it's just, it's it's so weird to me that you enjoy them as much as you do because you don't like any other games like that. Um, it's 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 funny. But maybe it is partially because Shadow of the Classes caught you at that age. And, um, and it was so different from everything else at the time as well. Like even when you go back and play it now, it's so strange. It's surreal to play the original on the PS2 because it doesn't feel like it should be on the PS2 at all. Yeah. And you can tell the PS2 struggling with it because it lags like hell. <laughs> but uh, even 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 just more than that, like the game feel. I think it feels so different from every other PS2 game. It's got the movement down. The movement feels more like a like a later game. Even though the movement gets criticised, and I was feeling outdated at the time, it was better than any movement in a PS2 game. 
I just I can't even remember like trying to think. I guess we've played PS2 games recently. I've played a few PS2 games recently. I just I'm not sure. There was no like sense of momentum or gravity with PS2 no, characters for the yeah. most part. Yeah. You definitely felt that when you were playing Shadow of the Colossus. Like I remember, you get a a lot of moment. You feel like a lot of momentum on some of the Colossus when you're on them. Mm. It was and very like, well done. There's definitely like a weight to how Wanda moves. If it, it feels really light now compared to how weighty characters are these days, um, but it he's still got more weight than the average yeah, PS2 yeah, yeah. character did. Because there was that like uh, that like delay in movements that I think. As you like turn and stuff, there was that like slight delay that sort of mm. emulates that weight, and I feel like that's what people feel like is kind of dated. But uh, I don't know. I never had any issues with movements in Shadow of the Classes or anything like that. Because nope, I didn't. I, I still think it controls really well, and I'm mm. really the minority in that apparently these days. But yeah, um, we are at two hour mark. But do we want to oh, slide in my? <laughs> do we do want to slide in my topic real quick? Come on, come on, come on. I feel like this, we can connect it to yours a little bit because as these games get bigger and bigger and more immersive, like AAA games right now, the cost of them is, I mean, it's incredibly high, even, even now. But like as we go to another generation and try to build these bigger, more immersive worlds they're going to cost even more and more, and I'm just thinking how sustainable is, like, the current business model? Are games going to have to go up in price? Because I feel like a lot of a lot of publishers rely on, like, microtransactions and other, like, DLCs and other forms of um, payments to actually try and make up the cost and make profit off these. And I'm thinking, is, like, the current way that AAA games developed sustainable? Because... Even the Sony, the uh, Sony president recently did an interview talking about how the cost is going to get greater and greater. And I'm just wondering, like, like the games industry is big. We make a ton of money in it, but like, how sustainable is it? Like, is it going to get to the point where they need to have like microtransactions? I mean, they already do at this point. They already, but where is it going to go? And I'm just thinking, like. You know, how how are they going to afford all those triangles, you know? <laughs> There's a lot of triangles. Well, what do you think? The, what What's your theory on how they're going to handle it? I mean, I think they'll just... I think they'll just start by, like, hiring more people, and I think they'll probably underestimate how much it's going to cost. Maybe. Oh, yeah. There'll be some big mistakes at the start, yeah. definitely. But I don't know. I feel like... Because they already have people crunching hard as well. I feel like, I don't know, it's going to get, it's going to get weird, because I feel like people are going to have to, there'll be like longer crunches if they don't hire more people as well. It's going to get kind of ridiculous. Or games will just maybe take longer to come out. Maybe a lot of these, I mean, I can't, maybe they just have more, like for big, like franchises, maybe they just have even more development studios to work on franchise Mm. games, and they'll have... Like, them work on, you know, that year's release, and then another one's working on, like, three or four years down the line's release, or something like that. Mm. I mean, Call of Duty yeah. kind of does that already, doesn't it? They do, that's right, yeah. Got that rotating studio dynamic going on. I yeah. feel like they will just have to keep adding more people to it. They can't just... They can't 
extend development cycles any further than they already have. We're all, it's already taken a ridiculous amount mm. of time to like looking at the big PS like PS5 era um, games that are going to be coming out in the future. They they're all taking so long to make, um, and they're, not, they're all expected to be either either they're going to come out at launch and they've been in development for like eight years, or they're not going to come out for another three or four years. They can't drag it out any further. I mean, and like, look at Rockstar. We only got two Rockstar games this decade. Yeah. And like, and how yes. many did we get last decade? We got like GTA 3, Vice City, San Andreas, Bully, uh, GTA 4, Red Dead. No, oh, oh, was that 2010? I won't count Red Dead, but I will count Manhunt. So we yeah. got six last decade and we got two this decade. So, But yeah, um, they've even actually, I, th- I think in that interview, they were talking about how they also want to make console life cycles shorter as well on top of that so the tech is really yeah which is strange to me it's like I, you'd think at this point the life cycles would get a little longer but to be fair this generation has been i think this has been shorter than the xbox 360 generation wasn't it yeah it has been but that's not saying much because that was that was a really insanely long, long generation yeah, that was a really long one but i think we um, might you might end up going back to that i don't know i feel like there's no way we can have these short life cycles and then, I don't know, it's like if they want to make them shorter and we're going to get more and more generations because they're relying on early adopters to actually purchase the consoles and the initial games to actually support that sort of ecosystem, I suppose. Mm. I think if they go all in on um, backwards compatibility, though, then they can... I think they can afford to sell consoles on a more, on a more regular basis. If they can create, um, if they can create a system that's more like how phones work, then it'll make sense. You know, mm. they can bring out a new model every year or every couple of years. That's a smaller upgrade, um, but you can just upgrade to that once your model starts to feel a bit less powerful or starts to get slowly phased out. Because I'm sure they'll, they obviously have to drop, um, drop compatibility for all the models. I can sort of see that happening because with the way they both both Microsoft and Sony are going all out on backwards compatibility, it's gonna really blur the line between generations. So because yeah. um, I don't know if you've seen, um Sony said that from I think from this month onwards, any PS4 game that comes out has to also be certified to run on the PS5 with no problems. Because I think the way the backwards compatibility, mm. from what we know so far, what they've hinted at, it sounds like the backwards compatibility with the, with the PS4 games is going to be on a sort of case-by-case basis where they'll have to make sure that it definitely runs properly um, because it's essentially running on an underclocked PS5, isn't it? Um, they expect the most of them to run, but there might be a few maybe visual glitches, things like that, um, with all the older games. But from... This month onwards, they have to run properly on the PS5 as well. Like 100% have to be certified to run well on the PS5. No issues. That's interesting. Um, which, yeah, it's it's showing that there's not going to be a stark divide anymore, and we're not going to get games like we used to in the past, where you'll get you'll get a game release on both um, generations. We're not going to get a situation like we ever did with GTA 5 or going yeah. further back. Like when you had you'd have vastly different games on the PS1 and the PS2. Like Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 3 and 4 came out on the PS1 and PS2, um, mm-hmm. and they were basically separate games because they had to be developed um, separately on different engines. And we're just not going to get things like that anymore. I don't think um, it's going to be. Thing. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's. I mean, I've gone completely off track. <laughs> But yeah, it's 
generations, I think, are, are a concept that they want to kill off. Um, which yeah. might make it's that's probably going to make development costs cheaper anyway if they don't have to develop for two separate consoles. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely. I I think you're not far off with them wanting to make it more like phones and like year, yearly releases of newer new versions. I think that that would make a lot of sense. But uh, I don't know. We'll we'd have to see like how people react to that sort of approach because I I think. A lot of people, especially with like the 360 generation, mm. got used to not buying a console that often. Mm. Mm. Definitely. So I mean, there's gonna, yeah, there's gonna be teenagers who've only ever like known two consoles. Yeah, like, you know, it was about the time we were like 14, we'd gone through quite a few generations. Uh, it's, it Play definitely will be a, a big, a big. Uh, <laughs> that's probably partially because we were big nerds, to be fair. But it's you, you're probably right. It's going to be a big change. Oh, you are a massive nerd. Listen, mate, I don't Twitch stream. <laughs> this doesn't count. Twitch stream? All, all the cool kids stream on Twitch nowadays. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you keep telling yourself that, fella. I mean, it's, I mean, it's true. They're all like Fortnite, Poggers, Poggers, Call of Duty. They're like, oh, there's eSports in Call of Duty. You can make money playing Call of Duty. They're like, let's get on over to Twitch. Put that donation let's get on button it, bro. on. bro. Yeah, bro. Let's chug yeah, bro. Some, chug some uh, G Fuel. <laughs> we're not sponsored by G Fuel. Put that no, out there. Sadly not. But if you want to sponsor us, I can do it the money. No. Gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, bringing things back on top of Chris um, I think I actually already kind of had this discussion. Um, I think maybe back on the first episode. I think it's when we were talking about the Unreal 5 tech demo. I, I mentioned that I think the way they're going to cut down on costs is by sharing assets a hell of a lot more. It's going to be a lot more shaming the fr- sharing of frameworks and assets and engines, which um, th- they've already been moving towards doing that now anyway, because in this generation, they've ch- prices have gotten astronomical for gaming, and you've got like Ubisoft with with um, using a lot of the same engines and even the same gameplay mechanics. I bet you there's so much shared code between Ubisoft games at this point. Um, oh yeah, they just I think they're... and paste it over and change a couple of the assets. <laughs> yeah, and and they're an extreme case because I think they've they've gone too far and now they're getting criticised for it. But I think you will get a lot of shared assets. I mean, so many games set in cities, you don't need to recreate those assets for like lampposts. Surely, you know, it's, mm. it's an American lamppost. You can just copy and paste it into a game, and no one's going to notice. No one's going to care. I don't think there's a problem with doing that. It's not going to take away from the game. I mean, to bring it back to Yakuza, they've been copying and pasting Kamarachi now for a million games <laughs> and just and making small changes as it goes on to make like uh, to show the city changing as time goes on. And that, I think that's that's honestly that's fine. Um, you use those those frameworks. If different developers, different studios can can help each other like that, and it makes things cheaper, it makes things come out faster than do it i think that's it's a logical way to to save money isn't it yeah i think if they can do that correctly because i mean there are there is i mean you see a lot of indie games that take all these assets off like um i don't know what's the store called oh you mean the unity store unity store that's the word i couldn't think of unity (laughs) there's a lot of devs but i mean these are indie devs so but a lot of them yeah yeah a lot of them take assets and just throw them all in and be like, I've made a video game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think we can yeah. compare like Ubisoft games yeah. to asset flips. Like, Hopefully hopefully games don't end up asset flips, but I don't see that. 
<laughs> that's that's the end game here. But I imagine, At the end I imagine, of the PS5 better. I imagine game like they actually get to the point where they do have like really good assets, and it's just like they can just drop stuff in. in like game development gets to that point. I mean, that'd be good though, because like, yeah, less time spent faffing around with creating engines and developing the, um, the technical side of things. As far as I see it, that means there's more money and time to spend on the creative side. So it's, I think that's a win in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, again, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, who knows? There's a lot of. I mean, Atlas is also a point. I mean, Atlas wasn't a AAA dev though but they were i don't know if you know alice's tef but mm. the people behind arc had like oh, a, right, yeah. they had a sister company and they just copied a bunch of the code from arc and then just changed it to be pirate themed and it didn't go very well it was very poorly executed but i think these developers and publishers will they know how to execute they're not gonna do something poorly like ubisoft have been executing on that idea for a long time now, which is why they do get a lot of criticism for having very samey games. They've like Ubisoft is like a genre at this point. Yeah, honestly. But I feel like to be fair to them, there's nothing else like it except for the towers, which are in everything now. <laughs> yeah, there's always a, a radio tower or a, uh, a ta- like you know a tower to dive off of yeah. some kind. That's bled into like every other game, though, not just Ubisoft games. Like they're e- they're even yeah. in um, Breath, Breath of the Wild. Wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But as long as it's done well, you know, I think it'll be fine. But it's it's an interesting thing to think about, like how they're actually gonna afford making all of these giant, immersive games that are you'd think would be very cost intensive. Makes you wonder whether the pendulum will swing back towards linear games just because it would be a little bit cheaper. I, th- I, f- I feel like it probably will, honestly. Probably will. Like, We've had open world games for a long time yeah. now. It's, I think it's time for the pendulum to swing we'll back. We'll get sick of them. Yeah. We'll all play linear I'm games for another like, five, six years, and then we'll all get sick of linear games again. And it'll be like, open world's back, baby. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. And the cycle will continue forever. Yeah. But, uh. So I, we've been talking a long time, son. We have. I think we can wrap it up there because we went like fifteen minutes over time. I'm not gonna lie. I can't believe we managed that. I thought yeah. we'd be finishing early. This has been time. the long. This has been the longest podcast we've done so far. There's only the two of us for rambling. Hey, hey. But yeah. Uh. So, Tef, are there any socials you want to plug? Hey, I actually have socials now because it, it was getting a bit awkward when I was like, oh, I don't really have any socials. So I've decided to stop lurking, and I've actually got a twitter now most of the people who follow this twitch team probably already follow me now because i went and found everybody uh but yeah I, i've got twitter now so i can be an opinionated bastard online usually i just lurk um and i, I don't know why because i am really opinionated as you've noticed by now but i just i, I don't <laughs> tend to <laughs> yeah i've got but that's it i've got a taste of it on twitch and now i need to do it more so i'm on twitter i'm uh, i'm teffers on twitter i'll smack it in um, yeah yeah throw your link in chat yeah, I'll, uh, once I find it. I'm Tefus because Tefrium was taken by someone who posted one tweet in like 2014. I was not happy. Not happy at all. There you go. Uh, what can you do? Go follow me. Uh, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Not too mad. I'm mad. I'm mad. But uh, go, go follow me. I, I don't know. As I you just said, I'm, not, just I'm not mad really angrily. There's a flash of white on your face. 
from the film. <laughs> I was, I am 100% angry. I mean, you can come follow me. I, I, st- I mostly like just retweet um, retro gaming stuff. I did actually, um, I'm going to bring up Ueda again. He's definitely the topic of the week. But um, I got, I was messing around in a photo mode on Shadow of the Colossus and posted a load of pictures from Shadow of the Colossus, including one of those desert rings, funnily enough. Uh, desert rings can do. Sounds sounds a bit dodgy, actually, out of context. But yeah, go look at my desert rings on on Twitter. It's um, why are you gonna sell like Follow me. Come, come follow me. Come look at my desert rings. We'll have a good time together. I don't I don't like the desert rings. They're uh, the sand on them is rough and coarse. <laughs> Gets everywhere. <laughs> Keep it out of my ring. All right, but yeah. Um, so that's tough socials. No, uh, no medium articles or anything you want to plug. You don't want to do that just yet. Uh, not yet. They're not. Ugh, they've not been published yet. They're out okay. there. They're, they've been written, but they ain't published yet. I'll leave that to next week. All right. Well, as for me, you probably all know me, but if you don't, socials are in the chat, and you join the Discord. Zanrise on Twitch. Zanrise on YouTube. Twitter. I'm Zan Games. Instagram's the real Zanrise. And yeah. That is it for the most part. I do have. A photo. We want to talk about the other stuff. The other stuff's unimportant. But yeah, thank oh, yeah. you, thank you for watching, everyone. Thanks for hanging out. This has been the third episode of the podcast. We actually we made a third episode. We're a trilogy now. I can't believe we made it this far. I believe yeah. I've not wanted to kill myself yet. Yeah, unfortunately, we did lose Sif, and uh, you know, he'll forever be in our hearts until in the next episode when he returns from the grave <laughs> but until then like uh, Lara Croft just, just like Lara Croft I don't know why that was the example <laughs> yes when I, th- when I think as t- if I think Lara Croft every time <laughs> but yeah thank you for watching everyone thanks for hanging out and we'll be back with episode 4 next week we might even try I mean I wanted I tried to get Zalt on this episode he was a no show again but uh, maybe we'll have a guest next week as well. I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to try and push for more guests. Might be a good idea. But yeah, thanks for watching, everyone. And uh, bonsoir. Bonsoir.